Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. I am so freaking excited to be back. Um, Happy New Year. It's the first podcast of the new year, and I am super stoked to lead with this podcast for this year because do you know what it's about? Brain health. Um, Your brain needs you, and you need your brain. And I am just so thrilled to have um, this next guest. So I'm going to um, talk a little bit about her before we dive in. But first, I want to encourage you to download my five free grocery shopping resources. Here's the thing. You're going to listen to this podcast, and you're going to hear this incredible guest talk about how our brain is so sensitive to toxicity. This is one of my main goals in life. Well, I have many main goals. And one of the things that I've really been focusing on in the past is how do we get chemicals and toxins out of our food, Um, out of our food, out of our family's food, out of our environment. And I really like to focus on food. I think we need to focus on so many things, but you know, we need to start with what we're putting in our body. The cleaner the food, um, the more nutrient dense, the food that we consume and the food that we give to our kids, the healthier we're going to be and the healthier our brains are going to be. And so this resource is simple. It's literally a link that you can use anytime that has all sorts of resources to help you navigate the grocery store like a boss and learn just simple ways to avoid toxins that do not belong in the body. And I wanted to make it as super simple as possible. And listen, here's the thing. You don't have to do it all. Just baby steps. All right. Do do you know how the earth has evolved? It doesn't take huge leaps and bounds. It's baby steps, micro baby steps. So, you know, sometimes we can get overwhelmed. And then what happens is we are overwhelmed and we don't do anything. So these resources are simply uh, the beginning of how to get toxins out of your food. So make sure you download it. It's in the episode notes, and um, I think you're going to be inspired to do that. Also, um, I'm going to actually share with you as well, uh, Dr. Amelia is having an event. That is who I am introducing now. Let's just move into it. Um, Dr. Amelia Scott Barrett, uh, she is a Stanford-trained neurologist, and she teaches people the latest brain health science, specifically with headaches and migraines. And she really helps empower people with the most effective tools to change their lives by tapping into the brain's natural capacity to heal. Y'all, we have a natural capacity to heal in our body. All we got to do is give our bodies what it needs in order to do its job. The reason why so many of us are suffering physically is because our bodies are not getting what it needs. Okay. So just do what you need to do. Take these little baby steps. And I really feel you're going to walk away inspired and really some really simple ways on how to really help optimize your brain health. Um, she graduated with honors in psychology, um, and she has um, she completed her residency training at Stanford University. She lives in Colorado, and she founded Rocky Mountain Neurology, where she continues to see patients with headaches. And she actually founded the Migraine Relief Code in 2019, with her with the mission to help people with chronic migraines to get their lives back. We all deserve, my friends, a healthy, happy, vibrant, energetic life. 
And the first thing to getting that is to believe that you deserve it. And allowing this information to sink in, you're going to find little tidbits, little information that's going to resonate with you. I want you to pay attention to that because what that is, is you get those little ding dings or those little epiphanies. That is God. That is the universe saying, this is what you need. Listen, implement, take these baby steps towards your optimal health. Okay. Um, also what is so amazing is Dr. Amelia is co-hosting an event on, um, January 8th, Saturday, 2022. And this is called a brain reboot 2022, building a better brain for a brighter future. It's a free virtual event to help you build a healthy and resilient brain. You're going to learn new ways to heal your brain based on advanced scientific inquiry, hear about natural protocols for optimizing your brain and body, and leave with hands-on tips to start building your better brain today. Um, it's free. And um, they're going to talk about ways to handle brain fog, headaches, migraines, depression, anxiety, MS, sustainable weight loss, autoimmune conditions, concussion, traumatic brain injury, post-COVID, long hauler syndrome, and stress. I cannot... Uh, stress this enough that if you struggle with any of these, you must come to this event. So the link is below and you're going to have free access to it. So, all right. I am so ready to dive into this podcast. There's so much great information here and um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. All right, let's go. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Amelia. I'm so excited you're here. Me too. Yeah. You know, um, Dr. Amelia and I met at a conference recently and we got, we were in this networking, um, kind of session and, um, I hadn't had that opportunity to talk to her yet. And we really, and I, I'm just so thrilled that she's on here because we, we started talking about migraines, but really we're going to talk about brain health. And let me tell you, if you don't have a healthy brain, I don't see how we can be healthy, right? We need our operating system right? And it's peak condition so that we can operate in this world. Um, totally. Yeah. Better. And just, you know, it's our moods and all the things and how we see the world. So before we kind of get into all of that, um, I would love for you, how did you get into this work? Can you give us a little background and give us a little, a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a conventionally trained neurologist, um, did my residency at Stanford. So I kind of came into migraine fully steeped in the conventional medicine model. And so several years into my practice, I had this experience again and again of sitting with this patient and knowing that no matter what prescription I gave them that day, they were not going to get better because there were things contributing to their migraines um, that are related to poor brain health that no pill is going to fix. And so I really deeply wanted to be able to help people who were in that situation. So that was kind of the origin of it all. Mm. Um, I had also um, probably five years before I sort of had this epiphany at work. I had started doing yoga and I had found that to be an incredibly effective tool for my own migraines. Now I come up from a family where my mother has migraines. My aunt has migraines. Both of my daughters have migraines. I have migraines. So like we have the genes and I just kind of thought, Oh, okay. Well, these are my genes. That's how my life is going to be. I just kind of need to deal and power through. And, um, I started doing yoga and found a lot of things there that were really helpful for me. And I was surprised. And like, so it, it sort of affected me as a human first, 
like, wow, there are more ways to feel better out there than what I am doing in the office. And I kind of had this divided bipolar life for a while until (laughs) eventually I started realizing, you know what, I think my job is to bring all these other tools to people because it's a much more empowering place to be, right? To know that we can make conscious choices that improve our quality of life, that reduce our headaches, that give us our time back. Um, And that just felt like a much more empowering thing to do. I'm not saying medications are wrong. They have their place for sure. Um, But I now view it as a very small percentage of what we need to do to help people with migraine. Mm. So it came really from my um, personal journey and also um, my own frustrations with the limitations of conventional medicine. Oh my gosh, so much. And it's so interesting that you come from a family that's always had migraines and you, I always wonder what the placebo effect of that is, right? Of like, oh, my mom has it. My grandmother has it. Oh, I might have it. And now my kids have it. And it's, and and you said it's like genetics, but there's so much more than just genetics, right? We what about epigenetics? What kind of lifestyle factors are we that we're learned behaviors as well? And so can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think if someone kind of finds themselves like, yeah, you know, I just have migraines because everyone else in my family has migraines and that's just it. You know, that's just so self-limiting on, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And I'm so glad you brought up epigenetics. I love talking about epigenetics because I think it's the most empowering thing. So for those of you who are new to the concept, what it means is just because you have a gene for something, it doesn't always mean you're going to get that thing. Now, for some things like the genes that code for the color of our eyes, that is pretty set. But for most genes, what they're doing is making something in our body. Okay, they're making some kind of a protein or an enzyme or something like that. And what we have learned literally in my career as a doctor, we have learned that there are things you can do to either make those genes make more or make those genes make less. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing that influences what those genes are doing is the environment of the cell. Well, what's the environment of a cell that is directly related to your nutrition and your supplements or things, which are things you absolutely control. So for a good number of our genes, you can make changes in your nutrition and in your supplements that directly affect whether or not those genes are going to make what they normally make or not. I like to use the analogy that it's like your brain has a little factory inside that is, you know, sort of set up to make migraines, but you can actually shut that factory down. So you're not stuck with it. Yeah. And I, that, that sounds like freedom for, I know so many that have have migraines, but, and and I want to talk about migraines and let's kind of maybe go into that, but let's talk more about brain health. And okay. with, with your patients, what are you seeing? What are people struggling with when it comes to brain health and how are you helping them? Oh my gosh. So I think that there are a lot of symptoms that bother people that have just sort of crept up over time that are really related to brain health. So what I'm talking about is things like brain fog, or trouble concentrating, trouble focusing. And this can be little things like, where did I leave my phone? Or it, you know, it can be bigger things like, oh my God, I forgot to pick up my kid from practice today. You know, people come into my office 
saying these things and they're worried that they're getting Alzheimer's at the age of, you know, 35 or something, which they're probably not. There's some other things going on, you know? Um, so I think brain fog is a huge, um, brain symptom that, uh, really bothers people just worrying about dementia and also the impact on their lives. So that's a big thing. I think another thing that bothers people a lot is things like anxiety and insomnia. And so people feel kind of amped up all the time. They can't sleep. Um, this gradually starts impacting all areas of their life. They start getting sensitive to all sorts of pain. They get more of the brain fog. So I think these are the things I hear a lot of that can either go with migraines or not. They can be just completely separate symptoms also. Um, but those are really common ones that, that we evaluate people for. And I think that part of what's happening is that we've all learned a lot about how to take care of our hearts, but we really haven't learned much about how to take care of our brains, mm. partly because this is new. This is new. Like we've only learned this in the last, I don't know, like five, 10, 15 years, depending on, you know, which discovery you're talking about, but a lot of this stuff is new. How do we take care of our brains? So well, yeah. I love that. And I think it's so fascinating. Like we just learned that, you know, that the brain isn't sterile, <laughs> you know, like it has a, its own microbiome. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty amazing. And, and I think it just goes to show that we aren't limited and like we limit ourselves so much in our belief systems. Like we said earlier, I just have migraines. That's a story you're telling yourself, you know, I have brain fog. I'm getting older you know, we, we have these stories and it's like, well, we see our parents doing it and our grandparents were like, ah, oh, that's just it. It's like, no, right. you don't have that death sentence. Like you're not, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of wild. Um, so what I would love to do is let's create a new story. Let's reframe it. And what, <laughs> you know, and what can our listeners do? Like if they have, oh, I have brain fog, like what are the first things that your clients come in? What do you, what do you kind of say? These are the, the foundations. Obviously everyone's different, but what are the foundations to brain health? How do we keep our brains healthy? What do our brains need? You know, I think one of the things that is often a surprise to people is that there is really brain specific nutrition. So our brains are about half of a chemical called DHA, also known as an omega-3. Um, okay, so just take a minute to let that sink in. Half, half, that's a lot. And here's the other key thing about omega-3s. Our body cannot make omega-3s. It can't. We call them essential fatty acids for a reason. What that means is you have to eat them. Mm. Like there's no other way for your body to get these. We have this misconception that the brain needs sugar. It needs a constant supply of glucose. The brain runs on sugar. We need to not let our sugar get low if we want our brain to work right. That's actually not true. Our liver can make sugar anytime it wants to. It's a process called gluconeogenesis. So there's really no shortage of sugar in your body, your body can make it whenever it needs it. Your body can't make omega threes. Mm. Yeah. So this is a huge thing. And it's very different from a, a lot, what a lot of our nutritional advice is, and it's very much more brain specific. So that's always the first thing I want people to know because it's so easy to fix. Right. 
So, so omega threes, fish oil, like what other foods contain omega three? So maybe we might have some vegetarians or vegans here that don't consume, um, fish maybe, but Mm -hmm. you know, in just taking all the plant-based, what are some foods that can provide us that brain food? Yeah. Um, two of my favorites are ground flaxseed, uh, the ground flax seeds Mm -hmm. and also flaxseed oil. So for example, um, yeah, I love to make uh, a vinaigrette, a homemade vinaigrette for um, salads or even to use as a marinade or things like that. And so once I started learning about how important omega-3s are to the brain, um, I started substituting some of that olive oil with flaxseed oil. So a quarter cup of flaxseed oil actually has 30,000 milligrams of omega-3s, which is like an entire week's supply. So if you make your, I know, if you make your, I know it's so much and it's so, it's such an easy substitution to do something that has such massive benefit, mm. you know? So if you that. can, yeah. And the other thing that um, flaxseed oil does is it raises the smoke point of your olive oil. Have you ever done that where you fry something in olive oil and your whole kitchen is smoky? Yes, I've done that. Yeah, me too. This is not good for your body. No, no. <laughs> it, it does actually turn into carcinogens, which is not where we want to go. So you've got to do something to olive oil to raise the smoke point. So you can add it to salad dressings. You can just literally open up your jar of olive oil and mix in some flaxseed oil, which raises the smoke point of what you're using. And it's now putting more omega-3s in everything you eat, um, which is a super, super simple solution. So that's one of my favorites, especially for people who are vegan of course it, it comes from flax seeds. Right. Um, and of course, you know, ground flax seeds are great. You can pop those into smoothies or mm. on granolas or yeah, kind of goods, you know, super easy to get them. Yeah. I put them into my pancakes or on top of my, you know, gluten-free pancakes and yeah. And in smoothies and that's the thing one, I love smoothies too. I put flax seeds, you know, in the Vitamix and then mm-hmm. a little bit of flaxseed oil and boom. And I love the idea of adding it to my salad dressings. I don't know why I haven't considered that. So yeah, yeah. Super easy substitution. And it'll make us all have much healthier brains. Oh my gosh. We want that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. So great. What is, what are some more nutrients since we're kind of going down the rabbit hole here and brain food? Yeah, sure. Um, The other thing that we want to think about is also reducing omega-6s because omega-6s are, while we need a little bit of them, we don't need very much of them. And they are very high in things like soybean oil, corn oil. So if we're eating out or eating any kind of processed foods, which I know we all know we're not supposed to, but it happens. Um, And um, I think we need to be very conscientious of trying to really reduce omega-3s in our home. The easiest way to do that is with our choice of oils. So of course, avoiding the soybean corn, you know, you can Google all these things and find, you know, exactly what the omega-6 content is. But I I think the thing that's tricky about omega-6s is we do need some you know, and so you'll, you'll read about it on Google and they're like, yeah, but you need omega-6s. Well, you don't need that much. And I have done omega-3 and omega-6 levels on hundreds and hundreds of patients. Almost everybody has high omega-6 levels. Just, it's just a product of living in our, our culture and the yeah. standard American diet. Um, so I think we have to be very conscientious of trying to lower omega-3s in our home. And I'm not saying go to the point of not eating nuts. Nuts have so many health benefits. Please don't do that. But 
think more about those um, sort of toxic oils that we've got. Mm-hmm. So that's another key thing. Those highly processed vegetable oils that are in, that are like on the shelves in clear plastic containers, which that just oxid, there's just, they're so toxic. So yeah, canola and yeah, you can Google them. Yes. Yeah, stay away from those. Those are just, yeah, they're, they almost like starve your brain. Don't they? They're well, they're pro-inflammatory. Mm. And they trigger the release of uh, pain chemicals in your brain. So whether it's head pain, hand pain, belly pain, any kind of pain, um, it's going to trigger the release of pro-inflammatory cytokines. We call them just, you know, pain chemicals in the body. So definitely want to keep that down. That's wild. I mean, just something so simple as that. And there's so many great oils to cook with. I know. I know. I find your favorite to cook with. My favorite, I actually, I do use a lot of flaxseed oil. Um, and I, I do like that olive oil flax blend. Um, I've had to get away from cooking with coconut oil, which I know everybody loves and it's all the rage out there in so many circles, but it's all omega sixes. Um, so I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I put in my coffee every morning. Yeah, I know. And so it's good. The reason that, that we, you know, that coconut oil has benefit is it um, produces what are called medium chain triglycerides. And all that means is that it makes it easier for your body to make ketones. Ketones have a number of benefits for your brain. Ketones actually stimulate the formation of new brain cells, which of course is healthy if you want your brain to heal, which we all do. Um, so, you know, ketones are good and fasting is good and MCT oil is good. I'm just saying you got to balance it with the whole omega six picture. I know? love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. What else is there? You want to do one more food that's brain food and then we can talk a little bit more about it. And then maybe we can go into other ways that we can support it. And then I'd love to end on migraines because I know we have a lot of migraine suffer- sufferers here. Yeah. I think the next, do you, um, should we talk one more food or do we want to talk about other things you can do Ooh. to help your brain? Maybe do both. And okay. Then- sure. Okay. We'll do both. Yeah. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah. I think my next, um, favorite brain health food is, um, okay. This is indirect, but detox veggies. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because gut health is directly linked to brain health. Right. Yes. So we, you know, we have learned like literally 90% of our serotonin, which is our mood stabilizing chemical is made in our gut. It's not even made in our brain. It's made in our gut. And so it is so, so important that we keep our gut uh, microbiome happy. There are like 10 times as much DNA from bacteria in our gut as there is our own DNA, which I just like, that just blows my mind every it's time. It's mind blowing that we I know. Like, yes. We're less human than we are. I mean, we really are universes of yeah, yeah, yeah. organisms. Yeah. And so I think it's just really important to keep those guys happy. One good way to do that, of course, is with vegetables. They give those bacteria fiber that they love to digest. And then they make chemicals that help uh, keep the gut healthy. But in particular, the, the types of vegetables that I like are detox veggies. And the reason is it helps us eliminate some of these toxins in our world. Um, It is, you know, so easy to just encounter toxins from, you know, your cosmetics, your lotions, you know, pesticides and the food you eat so many more toxins than at any point ever in human history. We all need to make a concerted effort to eat detox foods. So 
I'm saying that because it, you know, it helps us number one, maintain brain health. Number two, detox some of these chemicals out of our body, but our brains are very sensitive to toxins. It does this organ. It does not like (laughs) toxins at all. Um, So I think, you know, it's, that's another sort of under-recognized area of nutrition. Mm -hmm. You know, we focused on heart health for so long, but um, you know, if we want to think about brain health, we need to think about getting a lot of these toxins out of our bodies. Mm. So I love it. So what are your favorite detox veggies? Mm. Um, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, um, um, cauliflower, kale, Mm -hmm. kale is a simple sub for spinach and puts it in the detox category. So, um, those are kind of, you know, my go-to's. So I love that. I, I just need an, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> say, I can make an entire meal out of, you know, cauliflower um, fried in an olive oil flaxseed blend and put in maybe a few little pine nuts, a little bit of garlic, mm. a couple scallions. Like that's a meal. That sounds yeah. delicious. I just made cauliflower rice the other night. I, I don't know why yeah. I haven't made it in a while. It was so great. My kids even liked it. I'm like, yeah. that is such a win. Yeah. And another, another little trick too, I just, because we're going to cauliflower is some, you can get the frozen um, cauliflower at Costco and put it into smoothies and they don't even taste it. Really? Ooh, yes. good tip. I haven't right. tried that one. Yeah. You can, you can take that one, run with it, sister. That's right. It. I'm going to sneak that into my son's smoothie next time. <laughs> it's so, it's so amazing because they really, they can't taste it. And it just, feels good when you can just get those, you know, into your kids because yes. you know, it's hard. It's I know hard. It can be a battle. I've, and I, I'm sure, you know, you obviously live this lifestyle. It's just, you know, it, and even still, even though it's the only thing they've ever eaten, it's all they know, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they just still resist. <laughs> well, and, and it's like, you can control what's in your home, but I can't control anything outside my home because everyone else is eating crap and they want to eat crap. You know, they want to be like everyone else. It's like, right. My, you know, everyone knows that my son's lunches are not that exciting, you know, <laughs> you know the writer doesn't have good lunches. It's like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm not yeah. going to anyway. It, it is a battle. It's hard. And so yeah. I think this is, you know, this is the, the, a really the mission of the hippie moms podcast. Like how can we do this in a way where we can make it simple? We can do the little tips and tricks. Um, and we just can't stress about it too much. We can just do our best. Yeah. Yeah. Really good point. Really good point. Yeah. You can drive yourself crazy trying to be a perfectionist. <laughs> that's not good for your brain. That's not good for your brain either. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good for your brain. Okay. I love it. So, okay. So we got some great, we got omega Mm threes, we got detox veggies, and there was Mm -hmm. one more. What else did we talk about? Um, so let's talk a little bit about how your brain detoxes itself. So probably five ish years ago, um, we discovered a part of the brain called the glymphatic system. And that is literally how your brain clears toxins out. It's essentially the blood comes in uh, along the outside of the arteries and it washes across the surface of the brain and it's drained along the outside of the veins. We just didn't know it existed. It had never been seen before, but because of all these advances that modern science is making, now we, now we know it's there. So there are all these studies going on. Okay. How do we turn our glymphatic system on? What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. And um, the, you know, the number one way to help detox your brain. Tell me sleep. 
which I personally love. I love sleep. I love it so much. I know it's way easier than any other detox. It's way easier than any kind of fasting, right? Or, you know, cooking just the right thing. It's like, Oh, another reason to sleep. Yay. Yes. I'll take that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So they have literally linked, um, the ability to clear toxins from your brain with a resistance to Alzheimer's, because what's happening in Alzheimer's is your brain is accumulating this protein called beta amyloid. Mm -hmm. And we know that the glymphatic system clears that beta amyloid out of your brain. Isn't that amazing? That's so cool. Sleep your way to not having Alzheimer's. I mean, or at least reducing your risk as much as you can. Yes, it's like the best thing ever. I yeah. love it. Even more reason to sleep in on the weekends I and, know. you know, go to bed early. You guys, I, that's yes. what, I'm so glad I'm older now and not staying out late. And <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. You feel totally comfortable telling your friends at nine o'clock, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm in bed and snuggled up with a book night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So sleep, get your sleep mamas, which I know for some moms, it's really hard, especially when they have those little babies, but just sleep whenever you can. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like don't do laundry when the baby's napping, <laughs> go rest, just rest. Yeah. Even if you don't sleep, just lie down, listen to maybe a guided meditation, just let your body rest. That's all you need to do. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I'm curious, this just kind of came through you know, isn't cholesterol important for our brain? Um, really good point. There has been a huge emphasis in the kind of the conventional food wisdom out there about reducing cholesterol, but cholesterol is in the lining of every single cell in your body and in your brain. And so we actually really need cholesterol. And it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in your bloodstream isn't related to the amount of cholesterol you eat. That's the big um, piece of misinformation. It's related to sugar, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So there still is something to avoid, um, but it's just don't try so hard to avoid cholesterol. Focus more on avoiding those processed sugars. Oh, I love that because it really isn't cholesterol. It's kind of like a major antioxidant, isn't it? It really like helps the body, um, on, you know, reduce inflammation from what I understand. I don't know if that's true, but it's like, we, I just see so many people like avoid cholesterol and they take all these, I think they're statins, right. That reduce the cholesterol. And I know there's big issues there. So yeah, um, just curious if you had any insight about that, that just came through. Yeah. Mostly just about the whole idea. Don't avoid cholesterol. So for example, butter and ghee, very high in cholesterol, but also very high in omega threes. So those are definitely on the list of of things you want to eat. Um, And, you know, there was this big shift away. That's why people came out with all these highly processed vegetable oils, because we were all supposed to reduce our cholesterol. And it turns out that's hurting us in a whole slew of other ways. And the cholesterol wasn't bad in the first place. So Science stumbles forward. It's not yes. perfect, but it's, you know, right. It's, <laughs> I just love, like, yes. And I love ghee and butter. Thank you for saying yeah. that. <laughs> I have those every day. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good flavor. <laughs> it's back people. <laughs> yeah. Butter's back. <laughs> butter's back. Awesome. Okay. So uh, sleep. And then do you have one other little tip for brain health? And then we're going to dive into migraines. Um, I think for brain health in general, mm-hmm. the, the next thing to focus on would be um, probably fiber and fermented foods. Um, mm-hmm. 
or gosh, I'm struggling. Should I say that? Or should I talk a little bit more about shifting our nervous systems? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to change gears here. Okay. I'm going to go with kind of a different category okay. of Love brain it. health, okay. um, which is this whole idea of chronic fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've all heard of that at this point, you know, the tiger chasing us triggers all these chemicals in our body and how we are all living very much more in that state now than we ever used to before. Um, and I think this is a massive blind spot for people. Um, and there is one thing that people need to know about this, which is that, um, cortisol, our main stress chemical actually targets, and damages a part of the brain called the hippocampus, which if you put one finger on your ear and the other finger on your nose and go straight in right there Uh at that intersection, Uh that's where your your hippocampus is. And it is responsible for your short-term memory. Mm. Yes. So I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure we've all had that experience. Like when you're going through something super stressful, that's when you can't remember to do anything right. And everything gets worse. Your whole brain is just offline. That's why that cortisol really impacts your hippocampus. So I think that there's not a great cultural norm about how to restore. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like we think restoring is having a drink and watching TV. Really what you're doing is just numbing. Yes. You're just numbing. That's all. You're Mm. not actually restoring anything. So I think that we need to turn to, you know, many of the traditions that have been handed down for millennia by humans, whether that's meditation or yoga, or if you want to get modern and do something like biofeedback, where you've got a wearable and you're tracking what your response is, but we need to create some intentional restore time, Mm. um, which is, you know, it's kind of a unfamiliar idea for a lot of people, sort of a new idea, like, oh my gosh, there's one more thing I have to do now. (laughs) But but it's almost, we don't have time not to do it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. So truly agree. It should be top priority. Right. Above all else, because if not doing it, we're, our experience in life is going to suck. Yes. Yeah. I so agree. We don't have time not to do it. That's really a much better perspective on it. So yeah, some kind of a restorative time where we intentionally move away Mm. from that chronic fight or flight space. And so maybe that's, you know, inserting an extra half hour in your day, just because, you know, you tend to overschedule and you're going to need it. Or is that, you know, scheduling, like just literally putting on your schedule, blocks of unstructured time where you're not going to schedule anything, you know, time pressure is a huge factor in our modern culture that, oh, not good. And it's all made up anyway. <laughs> like you need to be on time to school at 825. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just because you said so, just kidding. No, no, I feel you on that. You know, that's what I've been doing is one day a week. I don't schedule anything. And ah. I just, I just like use that for like just little, you know, things that need to get done or, or if I want to sleep, sleep in a little bit, or if I want to, you know, meditate longer, it's like, we just, it's, we're so in this, you know, on this hamster wheel oh. and all we have to do is step off. Right. Yes. Yes. And we can. Yes. Yeah, you are such a wise woman to set aside time for that. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm a much better human when I take care of myself. I'm a much better, I'm sure you feel this too. I mean, when I'm not in that 
fight. Well, what happens when we're in that fight or flight? We're irritable. We're frustrated. We can't remember to do the things, you know, our relationships suffer, our lives suffer. It just, it's not worth it. And it's what's sad is society and our culture teaches us. They put this like undo this pressure on us. It's like this buzz. And it's like, nah, you can just be like, I don't, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a learned skill and it's because of voices like yours that people feel permission Mm. to ignore all the other voices that they're hearing and to, you know, tune into your voice, perhaps tune into their own voice that's guiding them towards a healthier place. So thank you for your message and the work you do. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I, I appreciate this message because you know what? You also are giving us permission to say, you know what? I need this for my brain. Mm-hmm. I need this so that I can, you know, operate optimally. And that's yeah. what we want. We, I mean, we're not here to be tired and grumpy and frustrated and angry all the time and depressed and anxious. Like, no, that's become the norm, but it's not normal. And so this is why this podcast is such a, it's such a passion project for me because we can bring messages like yours to people. Um, so I'm just so glad that we're sharing this. I would love before time is up, I would love to talk about migraines because that is one thing that I know so many people deal with and it can be completely, it can just ruin your day. It can ruin your week. I have friends that will have migraines for like three days straight. And it's like, how do you function? Yeah. That? I mean, it's awful. So Um, you had migraines, your mother had migraines, your daughters have migraines. So was that really what kind of catapulted you into brain health? You know, I, it sort of not only because I was so in the frame of mind that this is just how it is, you know, it was a very disempowered place. Um, and it wasn't until I started figuring out ways to fix it on my own that I actually like the doctor, like I was just in the human part of my head, the mom part of my head. I have three kids, you know, I was up a lot at night, you know, my, their dad was working nights, like all the things I'm trying to be a doctor. There was so much going on. Like I was just literally trying to make it through the day. And so when I started discovering these things that worked for me, it literally took some time before like the doctor side of my head clicked in. And I was like, wait, I wonder if there's science about this. I love <laughs> and it. That's and then awesome. I started seeking it out and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, so much work has been done about how the brain heals itself. How do I translate this into actionable things that people can bring into their lives to make their lives better, to heal their brain, which of course makes your brain make a whole lot less migraines um, or any kind of headache, really. I don't mean to be particular about, you know, there are specific diagnostic criteria for migraine, but I don't mean to say that that's the only kind of headache that it gets better when you take care of your brain, you know, like all headaches get better when you take care of your brain, your head is having a headache because it's trying to tell you, whoa, something's off here. Mm. Um, And, you know, we really need to go back to that, that level and start trying to fix things from there. So Mm. um, yeah, it actually took me a minute to approach my own migraines as a doctor, paradoxically. (laughs) That is so interesting. So what (laughs) what is actually happening when we have headaches? Like what's happening in our brain and why do we get them? Yeah. Lots of different things can trigger them. So that's first things first. So many people are focused on finding their triggers and avoiding them. Mm -hmm. Um, That I see people spend years of their lives trying to figure out what are the triggers and just changing their whole life to avoid their triggers. So my 
uh, suggestion is to switch your focus to how do I heal my brain instead, regardless of whether or not the weather change gave me a headache because like we can't control that. Let's focus on what we can control. You see what I'm saying? Let's focus on, yeah, let's focus on how do we heal the brain. So I kind of shift attention away from what exactly is triggering it over to how do we heal now in terms of the biochemistry, you know, there's this nerve in the face that goes like this called the trigeminal. It gives abnormal signals back to the brainstem that flips a switch, which triggers what we call cortical spreading depression across the brain. So that's all the science explanation. It just means that there's sort of a final common pathway, no matter what your trigger is, there's a commonality to what's happening in your brain Mm. when you're getting the migraine, which is nice because you can target what's happening there and try to heal there. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So if you shift your focus over to, okay, let's just work on fixing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot. That is, that's so fascinating. So when people come into you, do you, do you like, how do you work with people? Like if we have people on here and they're like, I need help with my brain. Like how, how do you take them? Like, what's your process? Do they, do they just come meet with you? Do you, can you work with them on zoom? Like, does that Yeah, I do both. I have a brick and mortar practice here Mm -hmm. in Denver, Colorado. Um, And so I'm a headache specialist. I still still see patients there uh, one to two days a week. The rest of my work is online and you can find out more at ameliascottbarrettmd.com. And we, my, my favorite way to do this, the most effective way to do this is to focus on three main things through an online course um, supported by Zoom calls to support you as an individual and make this work for you. But there are three main focuses of what we're doing in the course. Um, Number one, we check some labs to really reveal where you are, which we can do anywhere in the country, or you can order them on your own without a doctor. So we reveal. um, And then the second thing we need to do is revitalize the nutrition and supplements that you need. Mm -hmm. So just for example, there are very conflicting studies about whether or not CoQ10 helps for migraine. And so my thinking on this is, well, that's probably because some people have trouble with their mitochondrial energy generating mechanisms genetically in their brain. And some people probably don't. So Mm -hmm. maybe if we check a CoQ10, we know, are you one of those people who needs CoQ10 or are you not? So for me in particular, it turns out I'm low in CoQ10 and my headaches are responsive to CoQ10. So for me, it makes sense to take it. So I think that that information is incredibly valuable for people to have. So that's what I mean kind of by we reveal where you're at and then we revitalize with certain Mm. supplements or nutrition. A lot of the nutrition is the things we've already talked about. A couple more things, obviously, it takes a minute to do all that. And then the second piece of it is to rewire the nervous system away from this chronic fight or flight state. Everybody with chronic headaches is living in chronic fight or flight. And I'm not saying you should quit your job, abandon your children and leave your husband. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to learn new strategies Mm -hmm. to shift your body, to intentionally shift your body to a different place. Mm -hmm. So that's what we teach people in the rewire component. And then the third step is to remove toxins, both reduce toxins coming in increase your body's ability to excrete toxins. Mm -hmm. Um, And people with migraine are genetically susceptible to toxins. That's why we get sensitive to things like smells and things that other people don't get sensitive to. 
Mm. That's the theory that that's related to toxic load and it's more than our bodies can handle because we don't detox well. So we need to really focus on that and intervene and enhance those pathways. So that's what we do through um, the online work, teach people all these things, hold their hand every step of the way um, and get them to the point where the headaches aren't interfering with their life anymore. I'm not promising miracle cures. You know, some people, you know, have, who have bad genetics are still going to have headaches from time to time, but at least, you know, you're doing everything you can do outside of prescriptions. That's really what we want to teach people. We don't want people to like Google it and waste their time for years, you know, because they don't find the right information. We want to make sure to give them scientifically legit information that they can really dig their heels into, jump in with both feet, learn it, master those skills. And then, you know, they've got those skills for the rest of their life. Well, I love this is so powerful. One, you're I love that you also do it in a course, but you're also having the Zoom calls because the bio-individual approach is so important. I mean, sure. everyone is different. We're unique, mm-hmm. you know, soul blueprints. And so we really have to uh, take that into consideration. And two, like it's not a quick fix. Like anything in our life, we have issues because of really long-term poor lifestyle habits. Yes. You're so right. You are so right. And it takes time to rewire. It takes time and, and will. And that's why it's so beautiful that you can support your people doing this because people need support in these, these changes, you know, especially they're around family members or people that just don't aren't on the same wavelength. So that community is essential. Yep. I agree. Community is absolutely essential. And I think that that's, you know, it's a powerful place for people to, you know, for example, here's somebody who did X, Y, Z, and now, you know, they're having two headaches a month instead of 10, you know, that's, that's a different life. That's a different life. When you go from 10 to two, oh my God, um, what kind of a, a better mom can you be? And like, why? For sure. I mean, that is, it's just insane. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your work. Like, this is incredible. You know, it breaks my heart to hear these mothers that are having these migraines and headaches and, you know, and it's like some people just feel lost. They take Advil or all these things, which, okay, maybe in the short term, that's what you got to do, but that's not a long-term, you know, strategy. We really, you you really like, I mean, you got to dig in, you got to get to the root. And I so appreciate all of your brain health hacks. Like I can just talk about that stuff forever. Yeah. It's cool stuff, isn't it? We're we're just, I don't know. We're learning so much about how the brain works. It's a fascinating time to be a neurologist. Oh, yes. Well, listen, we need to do this. We should do this. You know, I would love to have you on again so that you can come and we can talk more about this and as things change and just, you know, help our, 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 our people, because really we have to invest in ourselves. We have to invest in our brain health. And really, I think that one of the most important things, at least I feel that we can do is slow down, Mm. like get into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest state, my friends, like that is one of the most powerful things you can do Mm -hmm. by far. Yep. Nope. I totally, totally agree. I totally agree. And I think, you know, when it comes to parenting, we have these ideas that like, we've got to take our kids to soccer and then they've got to go to music and blah, blah. And like, oh my gosh, let go. Just, just stay home and cuddle, you know, put some healthy food, read a book, you know, that, that is, that is just, it's better, honestly, in a lot of ways, you know, but we've, oh, Oh, I could go on and on about that. So I'll just stop my rant now. No, but- <laughs> I, I feel you. We have to get off the hamster wheel and make. Yes. Yes. 
great. You know, I like putting my kids and having them in things so they can be active and not on screens, all the things, you know, but we really need to just come back. And I think that's what has been a big blessing of the pan, you know, the pandemic when it first began is it forced people to get back home to stop running around like chickens with their heads cut off and start being like, Hmm, what I'm going to go play in the garden or I'm going to do all the things and, you know, reorganize and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, and, and that's important to, as, as we start to rev up again, it's important to take that with you and make sure that you're spending time. Yeah. Like, like, like Dr. Millie said, block out your time, like yeah. say, this is my time. I'm not making any plans and I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yep. I totally agree with you. I actually decided I had a stressful several days a while, like earlier this week. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to have a COVID weekend. (laughs) I am going to stay home. I'm not going to do anything with anybody. I'm not going to make any plans. I'm just going to allow myself time and space to just be and Mm. be spontaneous, you know? And I feel like that was such a, such a lesson of COVID for me that I had never really embraced before, but Mm. it's, it is, I agree with you. It's a wisdom that I want to take with me forward. I I, I'll admit, I don't want it all the time, but right. Yeah. Just (laughs) one weekend. It sounds amazing. I'm super psyched. So. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to do that too. I just, yeah. you know, just hang around and sleep in yeah. and sit up. Like I could sit outside for hours and just be like, that is one of my yeah. favorite things to do. And we need to make time for just being, you know, right. and right. enjoying life and being present. Like, cause life is like, goes so fast. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So, well, this is so much fun. I know we could talk for hours. So um, I'm going to make sure that Dr. Amelia's your website and the way that people can reach you is in the show notes, my friend. So um, yes. And then I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your message. Thank you for the work that you do. Oh, I really thank you. It's my honor. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on the next Tippy Moms podcast. Bye. All right. So before you go, um, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast. Um, How amazing is Dr. Amelia? She's truly lovely. Um, So I just want to remind you, A, download my five free clean living grocery shopping resources. Um, Super easy. You're going to just get all of the things that you can buy to really... um, move away from having more toxins in your house, which are going to, you know, eliminate toxins in your body and your brain, my friends. Uh, So download that. Also, make sure you sign up for the Brain Reboot 2022. That is also in the show notes. And I also have Dr. Amelia's website just in case you want to connect with her. Um, And if you just need more help, like she is an amazing woman and I truly am so grateful for you being here and please subscribe, leave me a review if you feel so inclined and I can't wait to catch you on the next podcast. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.